Welcome back to episode 74 of the FPL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to game week 34. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems and general draft chat ahead of game week 34. Before I get into the usual business, I want to issue a final call to fill out our feedback form so that you can help to shape the podcast and the website moving forward. This is your chance to let us know what you think, whether that's good or bad. We've already had some excellent suggestions which are already part of the blueprint moving forward so if there's something you'd like to see us do uh, or change this is your chance to let us know. The link for the form will be at the top of the podcast description so you can find it there or alternatively head over to FPL Draft Hub Pod on Twitter where you'll find it pinned to the top of the feed. There were plenty of points to go around in game week 33 both for the usual suspects and some less familiar faces. And at the time of recording, Bruno Gamarez leads the way with a massive 20 points. Salah had his second biggest week of the season with 19 points. And Cristiano Ronaldo got 17 despite missing the second game for compassionate reasons. And Ketia is one of the surprise packages this week, having manoeuvred himself into a starting spot at Arsenal, scoring his first Premier League goals of the season and could be an interesting punt as we head into the final weeks. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Christian Eriksen, Yeri Mina, Coutinho, Enketia, plus a few others, so let's get into it. So let's have a look at the fixtures. There are just five more game weeks to go this season, which means just five more waiver windows to navigate through and put yourself where you want to be come the end of game week 38. Most teams, though, have more than five fixtures still to play, and there's just the one extra game added this game week, with Man United and Chelsea rescheduled for midweek, giving both of them a relatively underwhelming double game week, with Man United away to Arsenal in the opening lunchtime game on Saturday and Chelsea hosting West Ham on Sunday. Beyond this week though, there are a few mad game weeks trying to fit in the rest of the outstanding games before game week 38, which is always a standard 10 game week with everybody playing at the same time. So who's got some nice fixtures moving forward? Going to start by uh, mentioning Aston Villa. Uh, very nice fixtures right up until the end. They do play Manchester City on the final day, but before then, a very nice run of fixtures indeed. Burnley have a nice uh, run of games over the next few weeks with Wolves, Watford and Villa. Who knows how they're going to bounce back, having sacked uh, Sean Dyche. Uh, I'll reserve judgment on that until after I've seen their game tonight against Southampton. Um, but so far, nothing really overwhelming when it comes to a change of form. Chelsea have also got a decent run, including two doubles before the end of the year. Same with Leicester, who double in 36 and 37. That double in game week 36 sees them play Everton and Norwich, uh, which is very nice, although their European adventure is still carrying on. So there is a strong chance of rotation in the Premier League games as they rightly prioritise that competition, which they've got a very good chance of winning. And finally, Norwich, I think, are worth mentioning here. And obviously, um, a good run of fixtures is relative to the team playing them. Um, But even still, they play Newcastle this week and then have Villa, a double of West Ham and Leicester, Wolves and finally Spurs. In terms of uh, some of the teams that have a bad run, uh, Brentford have got some tough games coming up with Spurs, United, Southampton, Everton and Leeds. One of the few who only have five left to play from the five game weeks. Uh, They've been really impressive over the past month or so and with 39 points on the board are essentially guaranteed another season of Premier League football. 
Whether their inspired form continues or not, it's going to be hard to uh, advocate for any of their players, except that is Christian Eriksen against Spurs next week, which seems as guaranteed a sporting moment as you're likely to see this year. But I'll talk a little bit more about him in a minute. Leeds have got a really tough run. They play Palace, then have Manchester City, followed by a double of Arsenal and Chelsea. Newcastle's fixtures turn a little bit. They go away to Norwich this week, then play Liverpool, City and Arsenal in a row. Uh, And finally, West Ham also don't love the look of their fixtures. They've still got Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester City from the final few weeks. Into the main picks then, I'm going to start with the Wolves defence. Everybody dropped their Wolves defenders like hot bricks with their last uh, blank game week. But the next couple of weeks look to be reasonable with Burnley away and Brighton at home. Uh, from what has been a decent defence this season, despite their recent form. Now, I would imagine most of their defenders are available to pick up, and I'd opt for Cody uh, as first choice, given free choice, due to how dependable he is to start, followed by Kilman and Johnny Castro. Similarly, the Aston Villa defence were also thrown away with their blank game week last week, but they have, again, uh, a decent run of fixtures before facing Manchester City on the final day, as I mentioned just a second ago. Leicester, Norwich, a double of Burnley and Liverpool, and then a double of Crystal Palace and Burnley. So basically, you could reasonably hang on to them for the next four game weeks and get five decent fixtures, plus a game against Liverpool. Mings and Cash are your safest picks here, followed by Concer. And if it looks like Dean could be done this season with a broken collarbone, uh, though I haven't seen any confirmation yet, that would mean Ashley Young uh, would be the next man up and could be a backdoor into that defence. Currently in my 10-team league, there are three of these Aston Villa defenders available and all the Wolves defenders are available, so I expect it to be similar in your league too. Given the choice, I'd take a Villa defender over a Wolves defender, but if Young proves to be a weak link and they leak a few, uh, then the doubles in game weeks 36 and 37 become a lot less appealing. Finally, I want to mention the Crystal Palace defence when it comes to defenders and looking down their remaining fixtures on the FPL FDR rater uh, makes it seem like plain sailing at a quick glance. But barring Watford in game week 36, they're playing a lot of quite mercurial teams, which makes the games hard to call. But either way, they're not bad set and forgets for a fifth defender. But in reality, you may end up moving them on before long. So as already discussed a couple of times now, the fixtures for Aston Villa, I think, are very nice. Um, And given that we've seen some big hauls from Coutinho uh, in games against the likes of Southampton and Leeds, um, while struggling against the stronger opponents, this run should be further opportunity for him to add to what is already an impressive seven attacking returns from 12 appearances since joining in January. Um, one who's unlikely to be freely available in the waiver pile unless you're in a very small league, um, but definitely one I would consider targeting uh, on the trades this week. And as I've already alluded to, Christian Eriksen is my next pick. It still amazes me to see him kicking a ball around in the Premier League after what happened last year. And aside from just making up the numbers, he's getting an attacking return every other game at the moment, which is basically what he averaged throughout his time at Spurs. As I said earlier, the script for him scoring against Spurs has been written for a few weeks now, and I'll find it difficult not to smile about it unless it's a last minute winner. Another guy who's probably unlikely to be available in your waiver pile, but definitely somebody I'd be tempted to make a bold trade offer for, is Mason Mount for Chelsea. He's now on double figures for goals and assists this season for the first time in the Premier League, which is really impressive following uh, that assist in their 4-2 defeat against Arsenal yesterday. 
The vast majority of these returns have come against bottom half opposition and there are certainly a number of fixtures left for Chelsea now, um, especially without the distraction of Champions League football for a flat track bully like Mount to continue an impressively productive season. It's the kind of season that is already making me scratch my head when it comes to next season's draft rankings. Let's look at a couple of strikers then. Um, a guy who I've mentioned a few times over the last uh, couple of months is Timu Puki for Norwich. Um, when it comes to goals, he is the most informed striker in the Premier League right now, uh, with Kane uh, the only striker ahead of him in the form table um, due to his assists, although uh, Ronaldo might be sneaking up on them uh, after this week's antics. And Norwich don't have a bad run for the remainder, and they've shown they can score against anyone, and Puki is always going to be the likely candidate when they do. Uh, he is likely to be only available in a trade at the moment, but you might be able to catch somebody who feels they've already made the most of this recent form and are ready to move him on. Finally, uh, a last minute addition when I was prepping this pod is Timo Werner for Chelsea. Now, I don't think I've really thought about Werner in FPL since draft day, but he's now started five games on the bounce um, with that decent run of fixtures they've got, including a double this week. Um and in 36, he's definitely one I would be considering. Now, I'm not convinced there's been a real turnaround in his form and it will look even more uh, inflated after that fluke of a goal he scored against Arsenal last night. But I don't think he's a terrible option. And if I was in a league uh, a bit smaller than mine where he could be floating around, I'd probably make a move for him. But I certainly wouldn't offer much on a trade if he was already spoken for. In terms of hidden gems uh, this week, I'm going to start by uh, mentioning Gary Mina. Reasonable performance on his return from injury against Leicester last night with most player raters giving him uh, decent scores. It's telling that he was put straight back into the starting 11 as soon as he was fit so he can be relatively assured he plays the run in if he stays fit. Uh, and this could be the week to pick him up with a late wave claim so that you're not fighting to get him next week when Everton players will be on everyone's shopping list. He's definitely not one that you are going to be playing this week though so if you are tight for options then you probably do have to wait. And finally, another late addition to the pod notes is uh, Eddie Nketiah for Arsenal. It's always nice to have a hidden gem striker, given how hard they are to come by. Um, but he got into some nice positions last night and he took his two goals well. Um, though technically he still looks a little erratic at times and that's probably nerves which will settle as he's afforded more opportunities. Lacazette has hardly been in any sort of goal scoring form himself, but it will be interesting to see um, you know, if they use the remainder of the season to get a proper look at Nketiah or fall back on the experience Lacazette brings as it comes down to the crunch for that fourth place. Now, after Arsenal's recent form, um, this result was really the tonic they needed in that battle for fourth um, to keep them on track ahead of the big North London derby in a few weeks. Uh, I find it hard to see him being dropped at the moment, especially uh, at the weekend against United. Uh, because that defence can provide a confidence boost to any struggling striker. My most hidden gem pick this week, so that's a player owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. It just feels like another uh, Grant Hanley week. So um, home to Newcastle, I've definitely picked him for harder weeks than this. And despite the upturn in results for Newcastle, they're still hardly a potent attacking force. And Norwich should see this as a chance to sign off this year's Premier League campaign with a reasonably positive result. So Hanley is who I'm going to go with there. So that's it for this episode. Uh, a reminder that the waiver deadline is on Friday morning, tomorrow at the usual time ahead of the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. It really is make or break now. So be bold, trust your gut 
And uh, just don't forget your waivers because there aren't many waiver windows left. If you're a fan of the podcast and have listened to a few now, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future ones as they drop. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at FBL Draft Hub Pod. Um, another place to keep track of when the latest podcasts are dropped. It's also a way to get hold of me. Should you have any questions, my DMs are always open. And I know many of you are already taking advantage of that avenue. Uh, a final plea again, just to fill out that feedback form. If you haven't already, um, any, any input will be greatly valued by us moving ahead to the next season. So best of luck ahead of this week. And as always, stay sure.